Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today is a solo episode and I want to uh, just go over a topic. Um, First one is uh, 12 lessons I learned from cutting weight. And then I do have a question that I want to go over. And so uh, the topic is the 12 lessons I learned from cutting weight. And so, you know, a lot of people, they want to lose body fat or lose weight when they get into fitness. And this is obviously for a good reason, since a lot of people could gain a lot from cutting some weight off. Since this is a very popular want, a lot of businesses have exploited this and businesses and people, and they've made it out to be this really complicated process. But on paper, it, you know, fat loss and weight loss is, is fairly simple. Uh, you know, the fundamental pr- fundamental principle is that you need to be in a calorie deficit. Now, just telling somebody they need to do that obviously isn't very helpful, but you know, the fact that there's so much confusion out there, you know, when somebody asks me, how do I lose body fat? Does keto work? Does this work? Does low carb work? The fact that that's the question tells you that, you know, a lot of people don't understand that and it isn't their fault. It's just, that's what's I feel like marketed and that's what they see. And that's what is they've seen, they see as this quick fix. And so, it just leads to a lot of, of confusion. And then obviously, you know, we know that the calorie deficit is what we need to do to lose weight. But the tough part is obviously adhering to that and actually doing what you need to do. That's, you know, the tough part for people. A lot of people, you know, once they find out it is a calorie deficit, that's, that's just part of it. There's more that goes into it. So I don't want it to downplay the situation and say, Hey, it's an easy process because it isn't. Uh, losing body fat is is a challenge and it's definitely something that you need to go out of your way to do and there's sacrifices and there's a lot of things that you need to learn along the way. Um, so in saying that, I've gone through multiple cutting phases in my fitness journey. Uh, you'll hear me say cutting phases, weight loss phases, fat loss phases. They're all pretty much the same thing. Um, some of these cutting phases were planned and well thought out and then some were just, hey, I'm just going to I'm just going to cut uh, just because I thought that that's what I needed. So so again, I've cut for the sake of just cutting. And this is usually when I say that this is the cut that I did when I was early in my fitness journey was, Hey, I felt like I needed to be leaner. So I'm just going to eat clean all the time. Right. That's, that's what I remember me thinking to myself. I just felt like to be in good shape, you had to be lean and you had to just eat clean all the time. And, and that was pretty much it. There was nothing else that went into it other than one day I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to cut. I feel like I'm a little fluffy than I want to be. All right, now it's time to cut. And I also felt that cutting would solve all my problems. It would just give me the physique I desired. But again, this was back when I didn't have a plan. Now I've also cut for two bodybuilding shows and I've done a photo shoot. And these were more planned and were well thought out. There was a plan behind it. I had an end date. Um, it wasn't just, hey, I'm just going to cut there was actually something that I was working towards in, in a plan. And, and again, it was well thought out. And this is where I was, I've been able to kind of put everything together. And then I can also, I, I'm able now to look back on 
the beginning of my journey and I can see where I struggled and, and messed up. Uh, so I'm saying that through these cutting phases, I've picked up some valuable insights into the right and wrong ways to lose body fat. And so what I want to do today is just go over some lessons I learned uh, during this time. So lesson number one is you need to be in an energy deficit to lose body fat. So an energy deficit also is a calorie deficit, same thing. Um, you know, if you're not losing weight, you're not in an energy deficit. Uh, there's no magic fat loss diet. They all abide by the fundamental principle of a calorie deficit. Once you go through a structured fat loss diet, you realize this and you will, you never really have to ask anymore. What is the best diet for fat loss? You know, once you go through that structured fat loss diet, you're just going to know that, it, that anything you can hear to that gets you into a calorie deficit is going to be the best diet for fat loss. Uh, you know, it's not keto, it's not low carb, it's not carnivore, it's not fasting. All those things can help you get into that calorie deficit, but ultimately that's what is going to lose body fat. Um, and again, you know that by looking at measurements or by looking at your scale weight. And again, if those things aren't turning down, then chances are you are not in a calorie deficit. Lesson number two, it's always a bad, it's always, it is a bad idea to always be in a calorie deficit. Uh, the biggest mistake people make is being in this endless diet mentality and always trying to lose weight. Um, again, it's not great mentally, but also not physically. So there's two things there. Uh, yeah, so it's not great mentally and physically to always be in that diet mentality. You know, physically, like we've talked about in the past, there's metabolic adaptation that happens. So obviously your body downregulates that and just have to eventually you get to the point to where if you're always trying to cut and, and you are losing weight, you're just going to have to get so low calorie that you know, you're going to start to miss out on essential nutrients. Your training is going to suck. You're just going to feel like crap. And then mentally too, you know, just always being in that restricted mindset is going to be a challenge. So that's why with all my clients, we focus on periodizing nutrition. Uh, we spend time in fat loss phases, usually somewhere around eight to 16 weeks, uh, give or take, you know, more, um, usually anything less than eight weeks is probably a little too short. Anything will longer than 16 weeks, maybe a little too long, but I definitely see it. It can definitely go a little bit longer than 16 weeks, but again, no, on average eight to 16 weeks, you know, for some people, they may be able to 20 weeks, maybe up to 24, but, but after that, you know, it's probably too long. Uh, we do maintenance phases to give them breaks from either gaining or losing weight, uh, which we've talked about before. This is the most overlooked part to long-term weight loss being able to maintain that weight loss that you've had. And then we also work through building phases to build muscle. Uh, the biggest thing here is we want to make sure that we're getting out of that endless diet mindset. It's a trap. So not always being in a, in a fat loss phase. Fat lesson number three, fat loss is easier than building muscle. Uh, fat loss is an easier and a quicker process. Uh, now this isn't to downplay the challenges of fat loss. It can be a challenge for some people, but it is much easier to lose body fat than it is to build muscle. Uh, a lot of people skip over building muscle. And what, what happens when you do this is you end up being dissatisfied with your look when you lean out most of the time. The solution to this, obviously build more muscle. Uh, this is why we preach build, uh, building phases with clients. Uh, again, a building phase is something where you know, we add in a little bit more, you're eating more, uh, we're really focused on training and dialing in your training and we're really focused on building muscle. So that way, you know, that's what really changes your physique long-term. Uh, 
With fat loss, you can lose a substantial amount in eight to 16 weeks, but with building muscle, you need more time than that. You're not going to build a ton of muscle in just eight to 16 weeks. And you also need momentum. So you don't want to break it up too much to where it's like you do a building for eight to 16 weeks and you do a fat loss, you know, taking that time off in between there and like focusing on fat loss during that time in between is just going to hurt your progress long-term uh, with building muscle. And you're really going to limit how much muscle you can build. So that's the thing is fat loss is just much quicker. Uh, and so you know, this is part of the reason why a lot of people struggle with going through this because you know, it does take more time and you just need that momentum with building muscle. So if you're unhappy with how you look when you get lean, you just need to build more muscle. Lesson number four, training sucks when you're in a calorie deficit. When you're cutting, your training is going to suck. Uh, this is another big reason why we preach not always being in a cut, which we talked about earlier. Uh, obviously, mentally and physically, it sucks, but then your training is also going to take hit when you're just bringing in less calories. It's uh, you know, your training is just bound to not be as, as great as it, as it could be. Uh, again, a lot of people are dissatisfied with their appearance when they lean out. And again, this is due to a lack of muscle. You need good training sessions with an adequate amount of nutrients to build a substantial amount of muscle. When you're in a calorie deficit, this is just tough to do. Uh, you know, you're going to be tired, you're going to be hungry, and you're going to be angry from a lack of food. Uh, so Training is definitely going to be, and what also sucks about training when you're in a calorie deficit is you're working harder, but you're going to see less return on your uh, investment because you're just you're not in the best position to build muscle. Um, now, don't use this as an excuse to not train hard. Just expect to have to push a little bit harder for less results. Uh, lesson number five, you are going to be hungry. Uh, there's no way around this. Uh, there's steps that we can take to reduce your hunger. But the fact is that you will be hungry when losing body fat. If you aren't, then, you know, chances are you probably aren't losing body fat. Uh, feeling hungry sucks. But one thing I try to do is I always try to frame it as a positive. Uh, you know, I just tell myself it's temporary and it's just an interesting feeling. Uh, you know, it's just something that you don't always feel. So it's good to just kind of sit there and be okay with it. Uh, you know, and again, just, just, I think telling yourself it's temporary and not always going to be this way is super helpful, so which again goes back to why we want to work in phases rather than just always being in, in a fat loss phase. Uh, you know, we're just very accustomed to avoiding hunger, uh, that we truly don't know what hunger is. We think we know, but anytime we get any little bit of uncomfortableness from being hungry, we tend to go and eat. And so use this as a time to practice actually feeling hungry. Um, I think the shift in mindset can help you through the tough times of dieting and and they are going to be there. You are going to feel hungry. Again, if you're not ever feeling hungry, chances are you're not losing body fat. Lesson number six, pick a set amount of meals per day. Too many people just wing it each day and, and they just have no plan uh, to their day when, when they're in a fat loss phase. You are going to fall off the diet if there's no plan or structure. Uh, one simple thing that you can do to have some sort of structure is to eat the set amount of meals per day. set up how many meals you're going to eat, whether that be three, four or five, if you can get that set up, then you, then you just have a good idea of what you need to do each day. It's like, okay, I've had two meals. I know I need to eat two more meals today rather than if you don't have any idea of how many meals you're going to eat per day, it's just going to be like, well, I think I need to eat. Well, I need to do this. I think you just really have no idea. Also, another way it can be very helpful is let's say, for example, your weight isn't trending down, but you do have a set amount of meals per day. Then you know that you can 
take some food away from those particular meals. Whereas on the other hand, if you don't have a set amount of meals per day, it's like, well, do I take food away from this meal? Do I eat less here? You just don't know. There's, there's too much variation there. Um, plus if each day is different, then you really have no idea. Just, just having your, your each day be different is just going to make it tougher to stick to. Cause again, there's no structure there. I feel like with clients, when they, one of the big reasons they cannot, they, they have trouble staying in here on the weekends is because there's no structure there. They have that structure during the week and then the weekends come and it's just kind of a free fall. Um, so, so again, having a set amount of meals per day can be very helpful. Uh, lesson number seven, plan ahead for events. Uh, again, just winging it is going to cause you to fall off your diet. Uh, if you know you have something coming up this week, you need to have some sort of plan uh, for that event, whether it be, hey, on the day of, I'm going to eat less earlier in the day. I'm going to eat just protein and veggies earlier in the day, or I'm going to take away a few meals, not take away a few meals, but eat a little less on certain days leading up to the event. Uh, or hey, maybe during the week, you have something pop up where you're driving home and you're like, oh, man, I really wanted something to eat. I want to stop through the drive through but then you're like, you know what? No, I know I have the event this weekend, so I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to eat my, I'm going to stay on plan right now because I know that when the weekend comes, I'm going to enjoy that, that event. And so again, having some sort of plan for the week and, and planning ahead for that event, I think it'd be super helpful. Another thing you can do is if you're, if you know that if say it's at a restaurant and you know where you're going, you can also look ahead at the menu and, and see how you can make it work. But again, just winging it is going to cause you to most likely veer off of, of the plan. Lesson number eight, steps are way easier to adhere to than formal cardio. I don't like to use the word game changer because there isn't going to be a game changer for anything uh, in terms of how to lose body fat and muscle. But the closest thing has been tracking steps over doing formal cardio. Uh, we, you know, I've gone over plenty of times the importance of steps I, an episode the most previous episode of the podcast with brandon cruz we talked about the importance of high energy flux i highly encourage you to listen to that episode um, but steps are great um, for one they don't require you to dedicate hours on the treadmill and you also don't have to take that time out to travel to get to the gym uh Plus, you know, when you, when you have to go do 30 minutes of cardio or an hour of cardio, it just is very daunting. Whereas if you can just accumulate steps throughout the day, it's just much easier. Uh, anytime I see people doing only cardio at the, the gym, I, I do die a bit inside. Uh, just, just realize you don't have to go slave away on a treadmill to get your cardio in. Uh, you can do stuff around the house. You can park further away. Um, you can get steps for grocery shopping. Like all these things add up throughout the day. Uh, so you know, realize that all those count. And, and so uh, I'm a huge fan of, of tracking steps over saying, Hey, you need to go do the treadmill for 30 minutes or you need to go run two miles. Lesson number nine, it is going to take longer than you think. Uh, too many people think that they're going to be lean in 30 days or within a week, but I hate to tell you this, that's not going to happen. It is going to take time and it's usually going to take longer than you think slash you want. Uh, now, I'm saying that you can see great progress in six to 12 weeks, but chances are it's not going to be the end. There's always going to be more you want to do after that, that six to 12 weeks. Just realize you're probably not going to be at that ultimate body composition six to 12 weeks in. Uh, and not to be the bearer of bad news, but I feel like you really aren't ever satisfied with your appearance. You always want to keep working towards improving it. Lesson number 10, keep your protein intake high. 
protein is just very important during a fat loss diet. Again, it not only helps you maintain your lean body mass, which again, the goal of fat loss is to maintain muscle and lean body fat, but it also uses the most energy to absorb and digest. Lastly, it also does a great job of keeping you feeling full throughout the day, which again, we talked about, hey, hunger is going to be an issue during a fat loss diet. And obviously we know there's going to be some hunger, but eating something like protein can really help you feel fuller throughout the day, which is going to be key. Um, Again, we want to aim for around one gram per pound of body weight of protein per day. I also wrote a blog and I did a podcast episode on, on ways that you can get more diet, uh, protein into your diet. Lesson number 11, focus on the process, not the outcome. A big mistake I've made and, and clients make is we tend to only think about the end goal, you know, where we want to go. Uh, for example, I have a client now who is looking to get abs by January and he's so focused on the abs that. You know, he, sometimes he can forget about he make doing the things that he need he needs to do now in order to get there. It's like, well, hey, you know, I want to get abs by this time. It's like I realize that, but you know, you have to take care of the things in front of you now in order to get there. Uh, like, yes, you could be doing way more than what you're doing now, and you can see abs much quicker. But you know, you can't you can't skip over certain things to, to get to that point. You have to take care of what's in front of you. So. Again, we want the end goal so bad that we forget to put in the work that is necessary to see the end goal. Uh, one thing here is if you have a bad day or a bad meal, that's fine. Just focus on doing the things you need to do as soon as possible. Uh, you know, Don't dwell on, on the bad meal or the bad day. Uh, just figure out what you can do next. Also, you, you're not going to be happier when you get to that end goal. Um, that's going to come within. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. Getting some body fat off will make you healthier overall, but don't expect you to be drastically different after the fact, you know, the, the hap usually the enjoy, the enjoyment of everything is usually in the process and not that, that end goal. once you get to that end goal, it's kind of like, Oh, great. Okay. What now? But again, you need to enjoy the things that you are doing to, to get there. Uh, you will be happy um, because you stuck to something and, and you push through the hard times. So again, that just kind of goes back to the, the process part of it. Uh, the last lesson, number 12, caffeine and coffee is your friend. Uh, lastly, coffee and caffeine will help you manage your hunger and it will give you more energy. Um, it's going to be your friend during fat loss phases. I will say one caveat here is just be careful to use it too late in the day uh, as it can negatively impact sleep, which is not going to be great. Um, so yeah, just uh, use, use use coffee and, and or caffeine. I mean, caffeine is in coffee, but obviously they're not the same thing. It's not like have to have coffee or one or the other, but use caffeine uh, when you need it. Again, it can give you more energy and it can help you. Uh, it can help curb your appetite a bit, which again, we talked about hunger earlier. It can just be another thing in the toolbox to help reduce hunger. And so that's the 12 lessons. Hopefully this was helpful. Uh, if you have any questions on it, you can always send me a question. And I do have one question from a user or somebody on Instagram. So I said user, but I meant listener. Um, so she asked, uh, and she asked this question last week, but she mentioned she's struggling with a lot of soreness and it's not just not this week. Uh, she can't seem to find her happy medium. Uh, you know, she wants her workouts to count and you want to feel like she had a good session every time she shows up to the gym. Uh, with that being said, 
many times I guess I overdo it and it's never on purpose. Uh, I can rarely, I can rarely feel fatigue when I exercise her right after uh, she starts feeling some soreness the next day. And then you re- and then she really feels it the following day. Uh, but in saying that at times she, she cuts, she feels like she cuts her workout short because that's a smart thing to do, even though she can still do more yet she gets crippled soreness in two days. How uh, should she go about that? And yeah, obviously you don't want to be, I think getting super sore is probably not the greatest thing in the world. Um, if you're never getting sore though, definitely need to reconsider your training. I think that we got to find that fine line there, that, that balance. Uh, but what if you don't know, like what if you're training and, and th- at the time you don't feel, but then all of a sudden you get super sore like a couple of days later. So uh, usually what this comes down to is for one, I would get on when this happens, people usually, they, they, they probably do, they go from, first of all, they're probably not on a consistent training program. That's probably the first thing there. So that's the first thing I'll look at is getting on a consistent uh, training program. If you find that you get super sore sometimes, because I just see it a lot where people, they don't train for a while, then they work out how they did before you know, say it's been like a couple of weeks where they were a little inconsistent and they try to go back to training how they did two weeks before, and then they get super sore. So the inconsistency is, is a big one there. Um, so definitely make sure you're on a training program, but let's say you are on a training program. Um, and this happens, I would start fresh in a new, you know, start fresh, uh, with a training program, you know, say it's the first week of a phase. Uh, the first thing I would do here is start with a, a small amount, you know, two to three sets per exercise, uh, don't overdo it. I would do probably a little bit lighter than what you think, um, or a little bit less than what you normally can do. Okay. So again, probably about two to three sets per exercise. There's usually what it is. Uh, don't do more than eight to 10 sets per workout for a muscle group. Um, so two to three sets per exercise, and then, you know, no more than eight to 10 sets per muscle group. I think what you could do is again, maybe do somewhere between I would do one to two exercises at two to three sets per, per exercise. So let, let me rephrase that one to two exercises per muscle group per workout, and then keep that at two to three sets per exercise. So essentially what you're going to be doing is anywhere from four to six sets to start out per muscle group. Okay. Um, and then you also want to keep a few reps in the tank in that first week too. So, you know, once say, for example, let's just take a squat. You know, you're doing your back squats. Once it, once you start to slow down, once you notice like you're coming up and you're, you're coming up at a good speed. And then all of a sudden you do notice it starts to slow down just a bit. That's, that's it for that day. That's that first set. No more. Um, again, you're trying to keep, you know, anywhere from, I would say two to three reps in the tank in that first week. So you have your baseline down. Okay. And then what you do from there is you just kind of see how, how sore you got. If you know that if you got super sore or if you did get sore, then the, the next week, what you need to do is keep sets the same. You know, again, if you did four sets for that workout for that muscle group, stay there. Don't do not increase. Uh, you can maybe add just you can maybe add a rep or two, and then maybe make a small weight increase. So if you did one thirty five on squats, maybe you're going to do one forty the, the next week. What you want to avoid is a large jump in reps or, or weight from one week to another. Uh, and then gauge that. Now, say for example, you did four sets, or let's just yeah, let's say you did four sets and you didn't get sore at all. Okay, now the next week you can add one to two sets to that muscle group and see, um, and just go from there. 
But again, this is going to come back to you need to kind of establish a baseline. Uh, so that way you, you're not overdoing it. And again, I think it comes down to if you're, if your training isn't consistent, that's your first issue. You need to get on a consistent tra uh, training program, um, but work on doing those things. I talked about again, start light because your threshold to build muscle is a lot larger than what you think. You don't necessarily have to go to failure all the time. So again, you don't have to, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a killer workout every single time. Let's say for, so for example, we work in like we work in four to six week phases with clients. So we'll start out small in that first week. And then we slowly build from there based on their um, feedback. And usually, you know, once we get to those four, fifth, six weeks, that's when we start to see, uh, you know, that that's when, if, if we're starting light, you know, we can build up. And then in that fourth, fifth, sixth week, that's where they really start to see, the workouts become challenging, but we're not working to failure until we're getting to the end of that uh, training phase. And so again, not always going to failure is going to be a big thing there as well. You don't always have to go to failure because again, there's a big threshold for building muscle. And we know that, you know, staying, keeping some reps in the tank is still going to build muscle. Uh, so those would be the things I would look at. Now, some other things to focus on here too, is do certain muscle groups get more sore than others? And if that's the case, then Again, you probably want to go, want to do less than what you think you need to do for those, uh, for that muscle group. And then another thing to look at is do certain exercises cause more soreness than others. So for example, there's some exercises that really uh, cause a lot of soreness for people like lunges, um, for example, uh, I know can cause some soreness for people, Romanian deadlifts, things like that. And so if there are certain ones, you know, pay attention to that, mark it down. If you find yourself getting super sore, be like, you know, what did I do yesterday? Oh crap. I did lunges. Okay. I know that that's one that gets me super sore. I'm going to do less sets of that uh, particular exercise. And then again, then you slowly build up from there. Uh, so really it just comes down to getting on a consistent weight training routine, um, doing less than you think in those first, in that first week, and then adjusting from there. And then also, pay, and then making small changes from week to week after that, whether that be reps, set increases or weight increases. And then again, pay attention to what muscle groups get more sore than others. And if there's certain exercises that also cause more soreness than others. Um, so hopefully that was helpful. Uh, if you have any questions on this, obviously reach out to me on Instagram, um, or you can send me an email at jhfitness1991 at gmail.com. And then lastly, uh, I did have uh, a couple clients that ended their training with me. And so I am looking to add a few more clients to the roster. Uh, so if you're interested or if you've been on the fence for doing online coaching, uh, fill out the link in the show notes and uh, we can get on the phone and discuss if training would be good for you. Uh, and if that's the case, we'd love to chat with you and, and talk about it. You're obviously not obligated to anything if you uh, get on the phone with me. Again, we just kind of discuss goals um, and, and what, what the best course of action would be for you. And then we go from there. Um, but that's it for today's episode. If you guys have any questions, let me know. And we will chat next week. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at JeffH91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.